Hi, gorgeous. This is episode number 78 with a wonderful Rashan Renee. Hello, everyone. It's Rashan Renee, and I'm here with the magnificent Christine Schlosky with Heart Sales Podcast. We are so happy you're here. Yay! I'm so honored to have Rashan on the show today. I was also honored to be a guest at her book launch when she actually la launched the 44 Hours and 21 Minutes, A Woman's Truth and Power. It's an amazing book. And if you wonder why the title, you really need to read it. It will explain itself at some point. And I have to say, when I started reading the book, I really had a hard time putting it down because her story just captured me. Rishana's author is a co-author of Notes to My Younger Self, Volume 2, the founder of Real Truth International and a communicator of the personal development process that uncoils life and creates your life of delight, the life you are meant to live. Her current focus is to reach 111 million people. And when that happens, she says the number increases exponentially. And then there will be a shift of awareness in which learning our real truth and living powerfully will become the global paradigm and life of delight will be our constitution for living. What a wonderful message. I'm so excited to have Rishan on the show. Before we dive in, make sure you hop on over to christineschlansky.com and sign yourself up for the empowerment notes. That is my weekly empowerment for you, where you get all the podcast updates, as well as some special things that I'm sharing with my audience. And you are more than welcome to be part of the Heart Sellers community. So let's dive in with Rishan Renee. Well, I am so super excited to have Rishan Renee today on Heart Sells Podcast. Welcome. Yeah. Hello, Christine. It's such a pleasure to, to have you here. And we're having such an important topic we want to talk uh, about today, which is not as obvious as other sales topics like dealing with rejection or how to make an offer or how to sell from, from the heart. So today we are going to talk about self-honoring choices yes. um, and how this has to do with getting better sales results. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, wonderful. So you have just recently published a beautiful book, 44 Hours and 21 Minutes. And for everybody who wants to know why the book has this title, well, guys, you have to read it. <laughs> so <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. But it tells an amazing um, well, story, the story of your life and the steps you had to take to become this wonderful, strong woman that you are today. And um, also the, basically the effect of saying yes to yourself, uh, which that had to all areas in your life. 
Absolutely. So maybe you can give us a little bit of background because, you know, you're so self-confident and I know it wasn't always this way. So maybe you can take us on that journey first. Mm, my pleasure. And before I begin, I just want to say how delighted I am to be here because what you're doing for your audience is spectacular to give them the opportunity to really tap into themselves so that they can have the life that they want in their businesses and personally. So thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. And the journey of me, I'll give a little bit about it. And uh, what I know is that communicates to the journey of millions of people. So at a point in my life, I carried shame within myself. I didn't see myself fully and I wasn't fully revealed. Actually what I was, was a woman who had been conditioned through my familial upbringing and through my societal upbringing. And I let that dictate to me who I was and how I should operate in, the li in life. So it, on the outside, everything looked nice. And when I say nice, I mean nice cars, nice house, nice people around me, everything looked nice. But inside of myself, it wasn't so nice. It was a lot of emotional insecurity and just not stable and anchored within myself. And in my business at the time, I didn't understand it. I would have highs and lows in my business all the time, highs and lows. Well, as you so beautifully read in 44 hours and 21 minutes, part of my conditioning was that I was taught that I could be haphazardly treated. So unconsciously, I treated myself haphazardly, which meant I can do my business very well, very well, very well, then have burnout. And then it would wonk, wonk, wonk. So that's what happened. And the reason that happened is because I was conditioned that way. So now let's talk about your magnificent audience that's listening. How does this translate into allowing them to get to the area of sales that they would like in whatever business it is? It really starts with identifying the product. And the product is you. That's the number one product. <laughs> yep. So it doesn't matter if you're selling a book, if you're selling consulting, if you're selling coaching, if you're selling cars, it doesn't matter. It all begins with you. You are the most magnificent product that you have to offer. And so we talked a little bit about this. Self-honoring choices is what it really comes down to you attuning your product, right? So before these companies, like right now we're doing this beautiful podcast on computers. Well, decades ago, this would not be possible because there had to be a mainframe, there had to be, 
So over time, the industry was revolutionized by attuning. So we get to revolutionize, revolutionize ourselves by attuning ourselves to be the best that we can be. And the only thing the best means, it's not in comparison to anyone else. It means revealing the most authentic you, mm. which is magnificent. Yeah. Now, that goes to self-honoring choices. So in the book, I write about self-honoring choices. And what that looks like is if you want to sell whatever it is, you have to first know who your audience is, who your perfect client is, right? And once you identify who your perfect client is, you align yourself for them to come to you. So here's the analogy that I'll use and then I'll go into how you do that. So everyone, I've said this to you before, everyone may not want a Rolls Royce Bentley. Yet, most people know what it is they know the price of it, and they can admire its beauty. So people that want it seek it out, and they are willing to pay the price for it. It's not a negotiation. They're willing to pay the price for it. Bentley does not put itself in a market that isn't for them. So here in America, we have some stores that are stores where the masses go. They don't put their product there. They have their product in a marketplace that is fulfilling to their client base. Self-honoring choices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the choice of the company, Bentley Rolls-Royce, they said to themselves, we're going to make a beautiful automobile. We're going to give it great interiors. We're going to attune it with the best quality possible for that climate, for that client that wants to pay this ticket price. As an entrepreneur, we have to make sure that we have decided that what we're putting inside of ourselves, how we're looking at ourselves, what we're doing for ourselves is going to draw that client. So if you want to, let's say your ticket price is $400 an hour for consulting, or you have a package of coaching services and it's $5,000 a month. And sometime you can sell one or two of those. Well, you have to make sure that the value that you're offering and who you are presents that to your client. And how you do that is being very clean and clear with yourself. So remember in the beginning of this conversation, I said at one point, I treated myself haphazardly and my business would go up and it would go down. Well, the times that it was going up, 
was the time that I was able to get myself out of bed, hit all the exterior goal lines that I was told to do, follow all the marketing strategies. But then when I was tired of doing that, it would go down. Now I have this incredibly fulfilling life. I've shared with you that I've made the decision to release my clients and start passing them on to other coaches because my cup overflow and I've learned that I wanna do something that I can hit the masses and have a greater impact. And it was consistently growing, 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 growing without any social media presence, without doing any real marketing, they were coming to me through word of mouth. And then after the book was released in a really short period of time, oh my gosh, so many people came because I had attuned myself. And this is how I did it. And this is how you could do it to up your sales in your business, but then absolutely to change every area of your life. So the first thing starts with asking yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? If you say that it's just for money, okay. If you say, because I really want to make an impact in the world, great. You're onto something, right? Why do I want to make an impact on the world? You look at every area in your life where someone has made an impact upon you, or where the work that you're giving, you know will make an impact on them. And you make sure that what you're showing the individual, your clients, is that aspect of yourself, why you're there for them, okay? That's the part of examining yourself. So let's say you're the individual that first says, well, I just wanna make money. Well. You've examined that, but we've got to excavate that. In the book, I talk about examining, excavating, and releasing. So when you are examining, if you see something in there that isn't the totality of why you're doing what you're doing and isn't of maximum service to your client and to you, then you have to really examine that closely and then do a reframe on that so that you can be beneficial to your client and to yourself. And if you can't, then you have to release that completely. Because when you invite people into your world, whatever that is, if that's your world of selling a book, if that's your world of selling consulting, if that's your world of selling cars, when you invite them into your world, you have to really be willing to be transparent and be whole with yourself so they feel that and they come to you. And then that one client isn't just one client. It's the one client that brings their sister, their aunt, their mother, then their cousin, then their coworker, all to you because they get to see that whatever it is that you're presenting to them is real, it's authentic. They trust it because they trust you. And even when there's a hiccup, you have such a rapport with yourself and with them 
they don't go anywhere. They just bring it to your attention. So the way for your sales to increase is really to clean up the product that is you, not just from the exterior. It's an inside out job. So you have to make sure that you're highly attuned with you. Okay, I've talked for a long time. I'll stop now. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. So, so basically uh, what you're saying is it all starts within and what we, like that confidence level when that's within, then we radiate it out to the world. And then the world can see us and our truth, which then will attract the ideal people to us. Absolutely. It is your truth and your power. The power of you comes out and it just invites, it, it's, the, it's the magnet, hmm. the truth and power magnet. It just comes to you. So how important is it for a struggling entrepreneur who just wants to, you know, be able to pay their bills next month and they just, they just take anybody in their business to just get somebody to pay? Oh, that's, that's going to end not well. <laughs> it's going to end really not well. Uh, I, I had an experience. So as I was attuning myself and I really wanted to make money and I had a goal in mind of how much I wanted to make that month and a client came to me and in the first conversation, I knew that she was not the client for me. But I accepted her because she was willing to pay the fee. We set up our schedule of sessions. The first one, she canceled. Okay. The second one, she was late for. Okay. The third one, as we're having our session, she decides that maybe she didn't want to she, now she had already paid for this, the contractual time that we had agreed upon. She decided that maybe she made a mistake and she shouldn't have paid because as she looked at her budget, she may have overspent. So she wanted me to know that she was going to um, refuse the charge with her credit card company and she wanted me to charge again and only charge half the amount. And then in two weeks later, pay the rest of it. That entire experience. And then when we were like into our fifth session, I finally happily said, and this was a choice point and it was a hard one. It was really a hard one because I really wanted to not only hit the goal, I really wanted to earn the money. My ego was attached to it. Everything was attached to it. But then I had to really make a self-honoring choice. And I had a conversation with her and I said, I'm going to happily release you because this isn't working. And I'm going to return the money to you of the session that you, you canceled at the last minute, the other session. So in actuality, She paid for two of the sessions. I think she had five or six sessions at that time. I didn't want to, but I had to so that I can feel good about myself and I can attune by teaching myself that I didn't make a self-honoring choice and that I was really 
just so wanted the money. And I wanted to be of service, but I knew she wasn't for me. Mm. So it just turned out to be disastrous. It couldn't have been a week later that I was talking to a friend, someone I've known forever, who said to me, oh my gosh, it just occurred to me, why haven't I ever referred? And she referred a couple to me. And it was the most easy, glorious. So I went over the goal amount that I had set for that time period. And the clients and I worked so beautifully together. And when I interviewed them, because I interview my clients before I take them on, to make sure that they really want to receive assistance to take their life where they want to go. And they just aren't doing something because a friend is doing it and telling them that they should do it because I really want to see great change in their life because that's in part my reward. It was so beautiful. Mm. So for the entrepreneur that's saying, I'll just take the client for the money. I know I'm good and I can battle my way through helping them. Please don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to the client. Unless you just want to exercise the muscle of how you can make a self-honoring choice and how much torture you can take. If that's the lesson you want to give yourself, do it. But if you really want to have a clientele that's going to be filled with more ease and grace and you want to watch your bank account and your income move to levels that are part of your mindset and your goal, then interview your clients and make sure that you're attuned to receive them and make self-honoring choices. It's nothing wrong with saying, I don't think we're a perfect fit. And it's nothing wrong with not having the income that you want at that moment, even if you are struggling to pay your bills do what you have to do to stay in integrity with whomever you owe money to and yourself and the right clients will come. And that is really absolutely unequivocally the absolute truth because I have been there. Yeah. I, I so, I so agree. And I always talk about following your heart, mm -hmm. which kind of reflects a self honoring choice because your inner voice, your heart will tell you, Like that's a red flag. That's a way you shouldn't go. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the tricky part is to really trust and whatever you believe that's more than you to mm -hmm. really trust that when you make that self-honoring choice, things will show up, right? It's like, it's like a, like, maybe like your closet, you know, if it's totally full with all the stuff you have collected over the years, you don't have space for a beautiful new dress to put it in there, right? Yes. You have to take out everything else. So if you're putting clients, not in your closet, obviously, but if you're putting clients into your business that you, and you need to serve them, but they are not the perfect fit, mm -hmm. then you're taking up that space that your perfect fit could fill and you would enjoy that so much more. Exactly. That was so beautifully said, Christine. And if you 
don't clean out your closet from time to time, you can't see what's in there, right? Yeah. That's, that's the attunement of us cleaning out ourselves. Because if we don't take the time to look at ourselves cleanly and clearly, then we're not going to see the, the spots that might need a little polishing mm. or a little rearranging or yes. whatever. And when you say, listen to your heart, I had to learn. It's kind of like working out, going to the gym or whatever you do for fitness. It's a process of attuning that muscle and then trusting, you know, I remember a time that I used to go to the gym and I would get on the treadmill and after 10 minutes, I would be so winded. Now I could get on the treadmill and I'm like, oh, that was so quick. I'm not, so not winded. Oh, now 30 minutes has passed. Oh, but it's, I exercise that ability. So now when I interview a potential client, the moment that my higher self, my inner knowing says, no, no. I go, okay, thank you very much. And then I happily not accept that client. Mm. Yeah. And as I've shared with you, I'm going to be now referring even more. I'm, I'm changing the model so that I can hit the masses or communicate with the masses and um, refer clients to wonderful coaches like you so that they can get the day-to-day -day touch that many of them need. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. I think it's so important to really understand what do you need to be happy? What do you need to have that frequency of joy and gratitude and, and love? Because that is where, where the magic really is. Because then you're open like with all the other um, fear, shame, or guilt, it's like you're, you're tight and there's no yes. space yes. To, to welcome miracles in your life. <laughs> exactly. You said it so well. That's so true. <laughs> like I have to say, I, for real, I used to hear, I, there's a man, um, his name is, he's a minister here in Los Angeles. And uh, I don't know if I should mention his name, so I won't, but he's a minister here in Los Angeles, very well known here, here and globally. And I used to hear him say, oh, how sweet it is if you could just get to this side. And he would close his eyes and move his head. And I would always think, how sweet, what is now? Oh, how sweet it is. <laughs> like, I know it. Like, to wake up with peace of mind, to have a happy heart, to go to bed with gratitude, to wake up in thanksgiving, to, to live my day, like every day feeling like the world is giving me kisses, right? Oh my gosh. And, and this isn't the fairy tale. This is what's here for all of us. And it's because when we make, and as I said in the beginning of this interview, my life was not like this always, right? But when we began making self-honoring choices and cleaning up ourselves, then it's what happens. And so when there is a bump in the road, 
when you do feel irritation or when you have to release a client that you thought was going to be great, yeah, you feel the sting, but it's like that. And you understand that the next thing that's coming is going to be so splendid. And mm -hmm. it really is like that. I didn't know it until I lived it, but yeah. now I live it. So it's so beautiful. And so for your wonderful audience that's listening to us, may I just say, please, whatever it is that you are selling, as Christine calls this, heart sales. That is the truth. Your heart is a communication of who you are, no matter what the product is, and a tune in with yourself be the revelation of who you really can be, which means reveal yourself. Be that splendid woman. Be the woman of your word. Make choices that make you, I like to say, hold your head high, your shoulders back, and every step is saying, I'm walking with self-honor. That's who, that's the sales technique right there. Forget every other sales technique. <laughs> that's the sales technique right there. And then do the mechanics of whatever needs to be done. The mechanics of having your funnels in place. The mechanics of doing your Facebook lives, your posts, your webinars, whatever that is. But the real, the real thing is to know your real truth, your real power, walk with your head up, your shoulders back, and every step is self-honored. Mm -hmm. And then the clients will come and you will be saying at some point to yourself, wow, what, this is where I am? And, and people go, well, that's hard. I can't be you know, like that all the time. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And it's not hard, nor is it easy. It just requires focus. And the focus is on you. The focus is not, well, let me tell you what the focus is. The focus is I want to be everything that I came to be at this time in the world. So if you came here to be abundant, if you came here to have peace of mind, if you're here to feel great about yourself, then those are your focuses. Hmm. And with that, you get to say, and I'm a coach. So when I show up for my client, I show up knowing I'm giving them the best of my experience, the best of my knowledge, the best of my wisdom, because I'm making an impactful difference in their life. You get to say that and you know it's your truth. Yeah. So. What, what a beautiful message and, and also finish of this wonderful episode. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> I, I so enjoyed that. And it's, it's going so deep and people could take away so many golden nuggets so I can't wait to continue this wonderful interview with you, Rashan. Thank you. Thank you very much, thank Christine. You. And thank your audience. Bye. Bye. 
As always, I love the conversation with Rishan Renee. I think it's amazing and it's such an important point she is making to get ourselves to understand the power of self-honoring choices. Often we want to please or we feel we need to be loved by others and then we are neglecting ourselves. And I think the way she describes how it's all working is just so important. And it's also in your sales game, right? If you are not going for your soulmate clients, the clients that make your heart sing, the clients you enjoy spending time with, and I always say the clients I would love to invite into my home, then, you know, there might be a disconnect and you might attract people that you do not really want to work with. So make self-honoring choices by putting yourself first, because when you are in your strength, you can serve on a different level. And at the end of the day, isn't that all what we want to do to serve and to do good in the world by making the money we desire and by living the lifestyle we truly love? So make sure you stay in or tune in to the next episode where we'll continue this amazing conversation with Rashan. And um, thank you so much for listening, for being here at Heart Cells Podcast. Heart Cells has already listened to in over 30 countries worldwide, and I'm so excited. And it is because of you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing and rating. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much and bye for now.